Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, and happy early New Year, sports fans, and welcome to the final episode of Minus Three in the calendar year 2023. As ever, presented by Omaha, we have a lot to get to. It's college football final four weekend. It's NFL week 17. That's covered in the 15-minute pregame show that'll be available for you on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern on Twitter and on YouTube pretty much at the start of your Friday to give you all the picks and have the games all spoiled for you. Final scores, best player props, all that. And the Shecky Awards should be filling your ears as we speak. The 37th annual Shecky Awards settling all hash. Best fruit, best movie Dave Damashek watched this past year. Worst alphabet letter and all the rest of it have been pushed now officially to the first week of 2024. Why? Because time to get serious. War has come to the Minus Three podcast. The Czech Republic fantasy stars, fantasy juggernaut in the fantasy final once again. The Czech Republic facing the Soviet Union. No, facing the henchmen. Henchlandia. If I'm the Czech Republic, what are you then? Henchmark. No, I'm the uh, I'm the I'm the Hench Republic under Charles de Gaulle. How dare you? How dare you? Names taken, friend. Uh, Henchiopia. Spaghetti, you have any offerings here? I don't know what his land is called. I hope it's covered in dirt and it's uh, the the island of misfit toys by the time the cool cats of uh, of Damashek. Um, make quick work of him in that finals. How about it, Hench? So much buzz this fantasy year. And lo and behold, who's in the finals? The two hosts of the Minus Three podcast. Your well, it's it's so wild, obviously. This 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 has been a crazy season, starting with starting with Sal making grown men jump in a swimming pool mm-hmm. to avoid getting thrown out of the league. And then a year long me returning. After my hiatus, because John Hamm kicked me out two years ago for losing the trophy. And then Um, your and then and then year long proclamations by the Simmons juggernaut of what Bill Simmons was going to do when he inevitably won the title. mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, like, talk about not worrying about jinxing himself. Oh, my God. The karma of just, you know, detailing exactly what was going to happen when he you know, strode into town for his coronation. Uh, Not since Hillary's campaign has there been. Oh, no, I think there's a better. I think there's a more recent example with with whom he aligns and his team aligns. It's the New York Jets. And specifically, he is Aaron Rodgers in the equation. Oh, here's what we're going to do. That trophy case looks awfully empty, so on and so forth. Fell on his face, just but, like the New York Jets. But Who are the did, Jets to be out there calling their shot? You know, you're the New York Jets. But he, but he made it more than four snaps. I mean, his his fantasy team won the points title, had the best record, had a first round bye, then ran into the 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 plucky henchman, uh, a, a team of waiver wire castoffs uh, led by Amari Cooper, who who as of this recording 
is a game time decision against you. You you might have this thing sewed up by the end of Thursday night football. Uh, but but and I wait. Can't, I guess it kind of makes you guys like uh, it, it makes the matchup last week in which your waiver wire pickups vanquished the the would be dynasty. It really is sort of like the Patriots over the Rams in their first Super Bowl win, right? Yeah, the, I guess the, you could make that yeah, analogy. You didn't, yeah, you didn't know what Brady was going to become. So, but it rem- actually reminds me of one of the Cool Cats teams that won it all, led by Chris Boswell. Like that 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 year, Boswell was just putting up eighteen to twenty five uh, all through the playoffs in fantasy. Um, but have you had a significant injury this year on your fantasy team? Um. I mean, it's so hot. I guess not. Yeah, I'm trying to, well, there, surely the, I, I've lost some guys um, along the way. I, I have not. tight end. Well, now I have. I don't have TJ Hawkinson for yeah. what it's worth. We can look at the rosters, and I want to talk about that. And Eddie Spaghetti and Jen Piacente poured over it on Waiver Wired this week. Did you come to a conclusion on who's the favorite there, Eddie Spaghetti? We did. Uh, we will put out the full video, uh, hopefully sometime oh, this weekend. Uh, we will. Yeah, okay. we will. We'll, we we broke down the roster. Um, obviously, the the loss you losing Hawk is a is a big one. But uh, basically, the conclusion was, you know, if Hench had his full roster without the injuries, probably the better roster. I think Sheck, your roster has the better boomer bust. So I think if your guys boom, you you could win because you have guys who are available for the the big time weeks. The the Evans and the Gibbs and and those players will have monster weeks. Whereas I, we do think that Hench has the better floor. So um, mm. I, I think we're both siding with Sheck because we, we we assume those players will have the big boom weeks. Uh, Tyree Kill as well. I don't know. I forgot to mention him, but uh, I Hench's roster is one of those rosters where you, like guys like Cooper Cup, like the baseline's like 10, 12 points. So they're going to get, they're going to pencil them in for that. Um, it's just a matter of the, do they, are they going to go those 20, 25 plus point weeks uh, like Amari Cooper had last week. So um, that that's kind of how we see the this game battling out. It should be a real tight one, though. Both great rosters. Hey, um, Hench, I'm curious for your insights on this. By the way, the I'm cool excited cats. I'm excited my roster is great because I'll probably be starting Romeo Dobbs and Jacoby Myers on this great roster. Now, By the way, Jamar, the thing Jamar about Chase, I, Jamar Chase and Amari Cooper are both game time decisions. Oh, it's delicious. You know, by the way, I saw it was small stuff uh, in in uh, defeat. Simmons uh, apparently blamed it on Amar- Amari Cooper. How much did you beat Simmons by? Didn't you beat him by 30 something? I mean, it's not all Amari Cooper had an all time game, but he still lost by 30 something. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I was a 20 point underdog and I and I won, I think, by almost 30. But I and this will be a good um It'll be we, we can keep it. We can keep boring people to tears with our fantasy. I know, I know. But, well, but we can, but we can pivot to the show while keeping it in in fantasy because my good goat is Adoree Jackson. Uh, because what I was going through, like, so I went into Christmas Day with literally a hundred and ten point lead over Simmons. And I knew I was as and even though the the algorithm had me as a 93% favorite, like that never means anything. Like if that, you know, he had Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Jake Elliott, and the Eagles defense against Spaghetti's woeful giants. So 
First, Harrison Butker misses a 36-yarder for the Chiefs. And you're like, those threes, those, those three-pointers are still like, you need to bank all those points. That's when the record scratched and things started going south for, for the henchmen and my chances of, of joining Sheck in the finals. So then right out of the gate, Giants can't move the ball. Eagles defense is swarming. They almost return a punt for a touchdown. Jalen Hurts gets his rushing touchdown. He hits De Devontae Smith for a 10-pointer. He's reeling me in. Like, I am reeling. It, it is plummeting from, you know, 93% chance, 85% chance, 78. It's just like falling to the point where I have to go for a walk. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You went for a walk. I can't watch. To forget I, your fantasy I troubles. I can't watch Spaghetti's Giants uh, costing me the title. Now, while I was on my walk, um, Dayball mercifully benched DeVito and, and Tyrod Taylor started putting some points up for the Giants. But the key play, and I can tell you right where I was on my Fryman Canyon hike, I got to this precipice and I, and I looked out over our beautiful city of angels and I checked my phone and it was was it, it was 20 to 10 Eagles and the Eagles were driving. And I look at my phone and it says 20 to 18. And I'm like, whoa, Eagles had the ball. And then I'm scroll, I go up, pick six, Adoree Jackson. So I didn't see that in real time. It wasn't until I got home that I saw the Adoree Jackson pick six, but that pick six in our league, a pick six is a minus four. Obviously every time Jalen was in the red zone, I'm looking at a potential 10 point touchdown pass to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. So the the 10-pointer being replaced by a minus four-pointer, I was like, oh, my God. Okay, I'm I'm going to win. I'm going to prevail. Uh, and and I'm going to I'm going to join Sheck in the final. So Dory Jackson is my absolute good. OK, OK, great. That's a good one. Now, let's stop there. First of all. OK, well, I have a question for you about, you know, this final round, but about the lineup or the rock. What do you think about this spiritually? You went for a walk, so I can't make too much fun of you or, or you can't make too much fun of me. But is it spiritually wrong for Dave, the Steelers fan, to start Geno Smith in my fantasy lineup? Geno Smith facing the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. Steelers got to have this game, but the cool cats would like to win it too. And Geno Smith is probably the better option this week over Tua. I mean, well, it's funny because I think given how high you've been on the Dolphins all year and that you you got the Tua Tyreek hookup, mm -hmm. uh, I think you'd be more mad at yourself if you bench Tua and Gino turns in like, a, you know, I know the Ravens defense is good, although I'm not, I, Kyle Hamilton might not play, right? I mean, it, it, it they, that's a that's a big loss. But by the way, maybe the greatest defensive play I've ever seen. He's Kyle Hamilton is pinned on his face in the backfield. Um, it's like a scene out of deliverance. He's being sodomized by a 330 pound offensive lineman on his face in the backfield. You don't even understand that that's who made the interception in real time. You're like, oh, wow. They're, you know, I guess I guess someone else blitzed. It's like, nope. That guy dueling banjos in the backfield is the guy who intercepted <laughs> the ball 10 yards downfield. Like it was insane. But anyway, he got dinged. Um, 
I mean, I'll you you listen you listen to Jen and Spaghetti about what you should do, but I think you'd if you if that if benching your quarterback, you know who you've been high on all year, you took him in fantasy, you've been picking the Dolphins as your Super Bowl team, and then he goes for twenty five and Gino goes for fifteen, and that's the difference. You'll hate yourself. You're right. You're right. That's probably what I end up having to do here. Right, dance with who brung you, as they say. Now, hench. The bigger question is if the henchmen win. And for anybody, first time listener in our league, the champion gets to kick somebody out at the draft in the following, you know, the eve of the next season. So early September 2024, let's say Kevin Hench is the champion. He has kickout powers. Is it Dave Damashek you're looking at? Well, I should obviously, as you voted me out. That's right, I did. Not, un- not understand. No, on a coin flip, though. Not understand. You can ask John Ham for the like, record. That was a 50-50 coin flip. Now, I didn't vote you out. I said the only two teams who have not been voted out yet are Hench and the Barhouse, who I just vanquished uh, last weekend. So I said 50-50, and he said, "Do you want me to?" He in fact said, "Do you want me to give you one side or the other? Do you want me to make it Hench or the?" I said, "No." Let the coin make the decision for us. And in fact, you said you said tails. And so you voted yourself out in a way. Yeah, because I I told you heads is is the right way to go. So so you voted me out and I I didn't vote you out for the record. Spaghetti, please, please weigh in. You know that he's he's being silly now. Please. I I should. I'll do the same thing, but with a coin toss. Only I'll tell him make sure. Check it. <laughs> so no. is that right? Is no, that no, no, no. I'd no, like to know listen. the stakes because because I care about this show. You know that's why I get you off your hockey talk because I care about our listeners. Um, I of course I'm not going to vote you out. Well, well, that that this see isn't this fun? Like we're in the finals together. This is this is incredible content. Ask ask any of our listeners who are driving to a bridge abutment right now to not hear <laughs> any more about our fantasy teams. They probably followed your lead and went out for a walk, but unlike you, are never to return to this show. Yeah. <laughs> Mari Cooper, game time decision. Uh, By the so, way, one more question for you. Right. Uh, so that will be interesting to no one else. To the no answer one else. is the answer is I don't know who I'd vote out. I'm not really too worried about it, given my my uh, ragtag. Am I am I am I a possibility? And don't be a liar. Don't jive. Don't no, jive I mean, yourself look, and don't jive. Obviously the. The guy who's pulling for me more than anybody in this in our league is Simmons. Simmons. Simmons why? Simmons. Why? I would kick him out? How could you not kick him out after he declared he would definitely kick you out if he Because won? I just told you he's the New York Jets. He's not he's not a threat to me. My reign of of dominance oh, is not okay. impacted by his existence in the league. Okay. What I would do is vote somebody out who might actually beat me, right? Okay. Well, I mean, you know, I I try to lay low. Obviously, I don't make enemies by uh, by <laughs> yeah, never winning. You do so. You have, you have blood enemies in our league because uh, of some of your emails. Only because of my emails, but not by winning and voting people out. You know, oh, that okay. voting That's someone true. out. You know, what I do is I carefully avoid winning, so I never have to have a target on my back for having voted someone out. Um, you know, so I don't know. I'm not, I, I haven't, I haven't made a decision. I think I probably okay. would try to do some kind of a, a misdirect. 
a la checkmate um, to 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 pivot at the 11th hour and surprise somebody. But, uh, you know, we have plenty of time to think about that. Uh, you, actually, I guess so. You have so many because you've won so many times and therefore voted so many people out. You've made so many enemies who have then made enemies of you like you have quite a list. Uh, you're like um, uh, Arya Stark in Game of Thrones, no, right? Yeah, but like Arya Stark, only, only the truly diabolical villains would be down on a man of peace like Damashek. I only I, I only unsheath my 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 sword of dominance out of the spirit of competition. That's that's all. It's not about that. I I I leave it all between the lines. That's that's my way. I'm not somebody who takes to the emails and such to disparage others. But anyway, listen. Best Listen, wishes to well, you. I want, uh, on, you know, uh, just in case there's anyone still listening, I want to get rid of them. Uh, <laughs> the, the hilarious part. So, you know, again, the league, you know, tremors were sent through our league as you and the Dutch MOOC made this trade that was was supposedly completely one sided in your favor. Right. And, and and now Rashad White is going to be the number one draft pick next year in the draft. The guy scores every week. Rashad White is always in the end zone. Um, and then ironically, you got Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, and Brandon Ayuk, two of whom you did not start in your semifinal. Like that, that by definition was not, I mean, I, I do suspect that that Jameer Gibbs will have a big game against that Cowboys run D, but like that you know as i as i stated in my long detailed analysis of that trade um even a push without the bye week being factored in but obviously a good trade for mook given that he had to win the first week of the trade so it just continues our long tradition of always being wrong when we you know and, that's and why you shouldn't that's why people should uh, should uh, mind their own business and not involve themselves in trades that other people are making i, I feel bad that i just basically ended todd Gurley's career with 1500 angry emails after he was traded <laughs> for sony michelle and david johnson I just don't involve myself and that was a bad trade. And now I will wring my hands for the next uh, three weeks. Now, listen, last question for, by the way, as we're doing our weekly examination of the full range of dominance and ineptitude in sports with our goat and goat segment, one goat on the good side, Dave Damashek, five for five in the playoffs. I have five, play five fantasy leagues, Five playoff appearances, three buys, and two um, two championship round appearances for the Cool Cats this year. Last Wait, question. Hold though. on, hold on. Wait a second. Oh my God, you're in five fantasy leagues. What? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Too so, many. Well, I usually I, do two or maybe three, but yeah, at last I, minute I, I think got as into a couple. rule. Um, you should keep it to the number of children you have. You shouldn't okay. exceed. So I think you're over. Oh, come on. What, 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 what are the chances there isn't at least a fifth one running around somewhere That's in Los true. Angeles? Oh, my God. All oh, the baby batter you've spread across this country. Of course. <laughs> um, last fantasy question, and then I swear we move on. Eddie Spaghetti. Jets defense against the Browns or Browns defense against the Jets? What kind of question is that? The what Browns, do you mean? What kind of question? What yeah, do you mean? It's a good are, question. The Browns are the number one ranked defense. It's, the Jets have a good defense too, and they're playing Joe Flacco for Christ's sake. It's sakes. the Browns and the and the Browns defense for sure. Um, and okay. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco's worst game this year was two touchdown passes, two hundred fifty yards passing. 
So how does this guy get to the finals every year if that was a legitimate question? Listen, I'm egalitarian. I'm trying to make Eddie Spaghetti feel worthwhile and involve him in this thing. Don't you see? All I right. See him what two plus two is? <laughs> I don't think that's a crazy question. I mean, it's well, Joe Flacco. At some point, he turns into a pumpkin, for goodness sake. We'll, know in, a, we'll, know, in a, we'll know in a few hours. Okay. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesars Sportsbook? Ah, before you answer, two words, Caesars Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or Maryland. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hedge, continue with your goat and goat. Okay, and then my bad goat. It's like, I feel, you know, it's weird. I think our listeners have an expectation that they'll hear a lot about our fantasy teams, a little bit about hockey, but Mm -hmm. I got to complain about the refs, you know? Oh, yes, right. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. And so... Play the hits. Last show of the year. Yeah, do the hits. And so... I, I've been thinking about, you know, just how atrocious the officiating has been in the NFL. You know, I think if we had to rank, I think the ticky tack roughing the passer calls are probably the worst thing, you know, you know, because on third and 14, the guy bounces a pass to the flat and then you just got to hold your breath and go up, 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 drive continues, drive continues. What happened? Oh, 
defensive end uh, tapped his index finger on the breastplate of the QB, and he did a South American soccer player somersault backwards, and the ref fell for it again. Like, terrible. The officiating has just been so horrendous. It's It's got me thinking, like, we joke all the time about, like, how would we do against a major league fastball? How would we do if we had to take a snap and throw a pass? You know, but it's like, we'd get crushed. We'd be terror. It would be embarrassing. But I was thinking, you wouldn't want seven of us officiating an NFL game, but you could tuck one of us into like back judge, line judge, side judge with no discernible, like you just, if you basically only call the obvious ones, right? Just call the the tackle by the face mask in mm-hmm. front of you and then keep your powder dry. Just like, don't, don't over officiate. Don't, don't do this. Don't go, uh, uh, CD lamb's like, Hey man, am I, am I okay on the line of scrimmage? No, you should back up two inches. Okay, cool. Sorry. Two men in motion. Got you. Got you sucker. Like, it's like, it's so <laughs> insane. Like, no man, just back up a little bit. Ha ha. Ferguson's already started moving. I got you two men in motion. Like, the, the, the over-officiating, the too many flags, it, it, we would actually be individually, I think, a slight... You're so it, right about this. Or, you know, I volunteered. We, I, we've we talked... If you put us in that booth, in that New York City nerve center to evaluate the 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 uh, upon further review uh, debates, we would, we would go 100% and we would do it in a fraction of the time that it takes them to do it. Like, you know it with the row and replay. Like, obviously, it foot's out of bounds. Let's go. Chop, chop, guys. Get back. But for some reason, it takes them another 12 minutes from that moment. From the time you see the first replay and the whole world now sees like, Oh, obviously that ball came out before he hit his knee hit the ground. It takes them from that moment for 12 more minutes to to come to that same decision. No, it's it's such a crisis and I guess like Goodell's thing is like people are watching, who cares? Like we don't have to get the the outcome doesn't matter just, you know, as long as we have viewers. Right. But, you know, so so this season has just felt I mean even like the you know the, the horrendous no call on the on the mugging in the Chiefs Packers game. It hasn't all been over officiating. Occasionally there'll be a terrible no call, but you're like, y- you forget how bad it is and and what about the epidemic of terrible officiating. And then you see, because we're like we're imagining what would it be like if if we were the umpire, you know, if we were what, you know, and then you see a ref trip over his own feet fall on his <laughs> in the end zone, and then literally leg whip the quarterback. You remember the opening week of the season when the when Gibson was returning the punt for the touchdown against the Bills to win the game in overtime? Mm-hmm. And they were like, they missed a clear trip where the guy had gone down and he like brought his legs around. And a lot of times it does look like a trip, but then sometimes you're like, well, that guy's out of control. He's just rolling on the ground and his legs are flailing. It's like the the ref leg whips Lamar Jackson, who was going to escape and and throw the ball away. Like he was not, you know, he wasn't gonna get a first down, but he was he was on his feet and and he was gonna roll out and throw it by the line of scrimmage. He's like, not on my watch. So when that guy tripped Lamar in the end zone, I was like, wow, just when you think it can't get any worse, like. These guys, so if you think about, you know, the, the his face, the official's face, his reaction in the moment looked like, oh, I'm going to hear about this, aren't I? 
Yeah, because you're, you know, because <laughs> you, you, you did the almost impossible in a, in a profession where everyone is terrible at their jobs. You stood out as particularly terrible at your job. Think about, we are at a full employment economy, essentially. The economy doesn't get above 97% employment. Like we're just, the economy is roaring. Americans are getting up, going to work, working hard, doing a good job. Can you imagine a profession that like roofer, um, you know, DoorDash, <laughs> delivery guy, imagine a profession that got it as wrong as often as NFL officials. They have to be dead last in efficiency among all professions. Like just as likely to be wrong. Imagine if DoorDash and Postmates 50% of the time they brought the wrong thing. Dude, like we didn't order this. Like fit like half the time you were wrong. But of course, but of course, the exceptions are all the professional athletes and all the various sports and why we let them off the hook. It's because what they're trying to do, none of us could do. And it's very difficult to achieve on the same field. The, the officials seem to benefit from that same standard of like, Hey, you know what? The players make mistakes too. Everybody's human out there. It's like, but what they're, what the referees are doing is something we could do. I can't do what Lamar Jackson could do. Yeah. And I can and, do what Gene Steratore did. I got his name right that time too, and, by and, the way. And uh and Lee Blakeman or whatever his name. I and, can I can do that. <laughs> and lasers and cameras could clearly do it. Right. I mean, like, you know, that's you know, so so um it, it's it's so dire, it's such a crisis. Um and 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 yet there's there's no hope in sight, right? I mean, uh, you know, the the league will not acknowledge that. Every, every game coming down to a bad call makes a difference. It's, but it is trolling when Goodell says, like, for the most part, they do an exceptional job, the officials. That's that that's a middle finger to America. What we we don't see now? Well, we shouldn't we we shouldn't trust our lying eyes, Commissioner Goodell. We all see the atrocity week in and week out. But no, no, it's exceptional yeah, no, work I mean, there. No, no, uh, you, you just play the um, Mahomes both feet inbounds, 15-yard personal foul versus Justin Herbert, 11 rows into the stands when he gets hit out of bounds. No call. Like what Kevin, they call, uh, that's a call they're going to make every single time. That's the, not, that's, no, 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 that's no, the greatest no, defense. I do like it no, they the, don't. I, I do like it when the call is wrong and the play-by-play goes, that's a call they're going to make every single time. You're like, yeah, that's the problem. It's wrong. You know. I mean, a lot of times they do that on the rough and the passer calls where they're like, I do see he takes a second step. Yeah. And grazes him. I mean, the, the Dolphins one was insane where the guy did do the matrix move to get his weight off Dak and Dak grabbed him by the horse. It was wild. Yes. To, to like, you're not getting off me. You're not going to get off me. And they're like, yep. Fell for it again. Guy, guy makes a perfectly clean hit and tries to do the levitation move. And they still throw the flag. Can't wait, by the way, while we're on the Ravens and Dolphins. I don't know if we'll get back to it. We do cover it in the 15-minute show. But, man, you know, we talked about it for a second there in the 15-minute show. Um, I mean, the Dolphins' defense is for for real. And what the – you know, if that safety doesn't happen, if the ref doesn't fall in the end zone, I mean, how bad might it have gotten? I mean, it was 5 nothing before the Ravens did anything. I mean, w- would they be – would they feel so impenetrable that maybe this is a tough spot for the Ravens, but the Ravens have a shot with a victory here of claiming the number one seed. So 
it's all right there for them. And obviously, as we talk about endlessly in football season and out, you want that number one seed in the 21st century in football with how narrow these results are. If you have the number one seed, you have such an advantage over the second best team in your conference by virtue of having to play a third fewer snaps than that team has to play to get to the Super Bowl. I can't wait for this one. This is the way it all is coming to a head here. I feel bad for the Dolphins. If they wouldn't have lost that dumb game to the Titans, they would be in real good shape. Now they basically have to win at the Ravens and then at home against the Bills. If they do, though, number one seed and uh, sunny days await them. They still have a shot, although I just don't want that number one seed is so massive when they're as closely packed together between the Niners, Cowboys, Eagles, and Lions on the one side and the four relevant teams in the AFC. Like I keep saying, let's just not muck it up wild card teams. Lower seeds just have the dignity to bow out in the wild card round. You had a nice season. You got to the playoffs after all. But but give us this divine divisional round weekend with all the true Super Bowl contenders going head-to-head there. Um, anyway, I interrupted you there, Hench, with uh, with that because I just wanted to make sure we kibitzed a little bit about Dolphins and Ravens because it's the signature game of the weekend, I suspect. Um, anything further from you on the officiating? Oh, ooh, you know, ooh, ask- one more, one more thing, one more thing. I'm sorry. I got to interrupt you again. One more thing on that safety. I know I, I say it, but I haven't complained about it this year. So I have to say it in our last show. That He's a random guy. He's a civilian. He's not a football player. And he falls in the end zone. And now football players are all around him and they are big and fast. I was reminded of my lament. Why did they name it a safety? It's not safe at all. Like you're laying in the end zone and there are these giant people trying on purpose to fall on you. If you have the ball, that's not safe. It should be the unsafety. (laughs) Well, let's get a petition going. Let's the danger. Uh, two points for danger, and it's the best, the most exotic of all referee um, signals yeah. in any sport, and yet, you know, it's yeah. not safe at all. Anyway, continue, Hench. Uh, Susanna Hoffs of the Bengals walking like an Egyptian, right? That's, that's Oh, yeah, not- right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, very good. Right. Uh, well, no, I guess I mean, uh, that's just my bad goat for, for last week and for the, for next week, undoubtedly, and in perpetuity until football season ends, will be the officials. And I just... It's amazing I love it. that they can't, you know, that the individual official can't in the moment go, what, what will ruin the game less? How can I not ruin the game? They just That's can't, it. they can't figure it out. And it's, it's, uh, it's so sad. And so when you talk about the Ravens Dolphins, which is such a, it's just, you know, I, we forget cause we're like, oh my God. MVP Lamar Jackson going up against, you know, MVP runner up Tyreek Hill. This is going to be incredible. Go, no, it's not. It's going to come down to a ticky tack defensive holding penalty in the final minute. Like it's so sad. Yeah. I, I just, I can't get over the, the dominance of the Ravens in California over the Niners. I just did not see that did coming. It really shakes coming. me to in my fact, core. You know, I don't know what this is. It, this was an interesting thing as we will get to our bets after a little a bit here, but like, you know, I wonder if there is some actually some actual handicapping wisdom. You, you know, as those of us with kids and being at home, uh, you know, you you have jo- a job in the morning on Christmas. If you're home for Christmas, you have to get up early, stockings, you know, the whole thing. Because none of the home teams starting on Christmas Eve, none of the home teams covered. Three of the four lost outright. It almost seemed like, 
oh, much better to be the Raiders waking up in a hotel on Christmas morning. You know, your family knows you're not going to be there. It seemed like the Chiefs tried to do a little Christmas and then hustled to work. And and all, all the home teams fell on their face on Christmas Eve. Well, I hadn't really thought about that. We do talk about the Hollywood flu that visiting NBA teams seem to catch in between the Clippers and Lakers games that they have when they're visiting L.A. Boy, I hadn't thought about the the homier version of that. Yeah, the the Chiefs were like, I no more eggnog uh, spiked with that rum there, uh, Uncle Scott. Like, man, it is just the Raiders. You know, I that that had to go on and, there. And your kid is crying in the driveway as you leave on Christmas. Like, where are you going? Daddy's got to go to work. Like, yeah, they felt sad. What are, what are you, Santa Claus? Like, it's Christmas. You don't have to work. Yeah, I got to go to work. And and the, it's so funny as someone who who never never ever gets the Chiefs right in in the handicapping. Um, the I said, you know, a month ago when they when they got pushed around by the Packers, I was like, they looked so unathletic on both sides of the ball. Like that was my takeaway. Like they're not a good football team. They looked less athletic against the Raiders. Like it just it it was so bad. And that is not a problem that gets fixed. I don't know. I I, I listen, we're supposed to be authorities here. Um, but you know, like I say, that Niners result just trip me up uh, uh, this close. And I always talk about the, you know, the, the, this generation features the best teams getting hammered sometimes during a season. It, uh, every team, by the way, I mentioned that the Niners were one of those teams. They were until last week, the best team in football. And is that while the Niners didn't get whipped, they were down three touchdowns to the Bengals and scored a late touchdown to make it a 14-point loss. That's pretty close to getting hammered, uh, but that was in advance of this whipping. Um, I don't know what the Chiefs like. Are you are you really going to write them off? I don't. It, the Ravens certainly look for real, and so much of it. And and you know, I get the pushback on Lamar Jackson as the MVP because statistically. He he doesn't rise to the level of some of the competition there. But given the lack of Mark Andrews and Ronnie Stanley now being just a guy and a change in offense and everything else um, and no running back uh, of great value behind him and all that, that amounts to him best team in, in the AFC and all that. Um, where I missed on these Ravens, though, was on the defense. I just I think their defense is real, real good. Um, obviously I thought they were going to be slight on the back end. They are not. Um, and I really didn't think they were going to generate a consistent pass rush wrong again, Dave. Um, let's see if they can do it though. Let's see how they handle this dolphins defense. That's really rising up too. okay. Another game that's important, not as important as that one is the one in Seattle. <clears throat> and it brings me to the game last Saturday in Pittsburgh, so much noise about how George Pickens needs to get traded away and he's a cancer and that's never going to get right. And I get it if you're in Pittsburgh, having watched Antonio Brown and how that all ended. But in the moment, I just have to say for the record, I was never for moving on from George Pickens. I don't want to trade George Pickens. I like to joke around about trading George Pickens with Sarah Tiana because she's a Georgia Bulldog uh, backer. But 
I am not somebody who believes that you trade high pedigree talent on a rookie deal. And in fact, just two years into his rookie deal. So I'm glad that worked out. I'm even gladder for Mason Rudolph, though. I do think, though, correct me if I'm wrong, Hench, your read objectively from a distance here is this is kind of a bad look for Mike Tomlin, that Mason Rudolph, who schnook Dave Damashek among a handful of others, was saying he's the best option now, especially with Kenny Pickett down. You should go with Mason Rudolph. Then you see Mitchell Trubisky play against the Cardinals and stink it up. Okay, at that point, you say, it's time for Mason Rudolph. Nope, says Tomlin. Can't go with him. It's Trubisky again against the Patriots. Trubisky stinks it up again. What does he do? Mason Rudolph there? Nope, not going with number two yet. Going back to Mitchell Trubisky at the Colts. They get destroyed there in large part because Mitch Trubisky stinks once again. Finally, it is Mason Rudolph, and he immediately lights it up, destroys the Bungles. Fun in the short term, and if they win their next two and somehow sneak into the playoffs, more fun, except there is an unavoidable stink on Mike Tomlin for not knowing the personnel, right? Well, it, it's wild. You know, Malcolm Gladwell, maybe 10, 15 years ago, wrote a piece in The New Yorker about evaluating quarterback talent and basically concluding Nobody can do it. Like right. the guy, the you know the the bet the the most experienced GMs whiff on this all the time, um, and and I always think when people are doing the Brady versus Belichick, like who who was it? Well, you can't uncouple those two guys because one of them said, "I don't care that Drew Bledsoe is healthy." The 199th overall pick is when I watch practice. He's better. He gives us a better chance to win than the number one overall pick. And so what you're saying is Mike Tomlin's not only got all this game film on Trubisky, he's presumably giving Rudolph some reps. No, that that's part of it. It was that Mason Rudolph, we don't have time for for first string reps for all these cats. And so we just got to focus on getting Trubisky ready and it felt like, um, you know, it it, it uh, self-fulfilling prophecy, like, well, Mason Rudolph can't play well because we haven't given him enough reps to throw him into the game. But then they give him a week of practice. And I mean, it's it's like watching a completely different football team play in the same uniforms. Yeah, it's weird. Well, that, that you know, that is an indictment. But I mean, look, look across the league, like how many different examples there are of the third stringer being better than the second stringer and Flacco being better than Deshaun Watson. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, the Cleveland thing is really nuts Mm. because as somebody who, you know, thought Deshaun Watson would at least be 85% of what he was. Sure. Right. You know, I mean, he's 28 years old and then you're like, you're watching him suck and you're like, I guess the Browns don't really have weapons like they're not, you know, and then Flacco comes in and starts stretching the field and and just putting up huge numbers and Amari Cooper scoring 40 points in a fantasy game. Like it, you're like, oh, this is not just bad on Deshaun Watson and obviously Stefanski. I, maybe he lobbied for that deal, but like you're not you're probably not going to bench the two hundred and thirty million dollar man. Uh, you, you're you're lucky he got hurt, I guess, because, you know, you go PJ Walker, terrible DTR, terrible. And then you get to the old man. And now that Browns team 
is legit. Like that team is scary in the playoffs. There's a good example, right? If if the Browns go into KC, they're winning that game. Well, I, you know, we we talked about this on extra points with Martin Weiss, uh, Eddie Spaghetti, and I on Wednesday. I, you know, I think people are getting a little bit wild uh, over their Stefanskis about these Cleveland Browns because it's a great story. Good for Joe Flacco. Good for long suffering Browns fans who've had to make excuses. Reminder, you don't have to make excuses for the bad personnel choices that your ownership makes. You don't have to defend Deshaun Watson, but this is a, a, a probably a comfier seat rooting for this underdog QB and now team. They ain't going to no Super Bowl. I get the 2017 Jaguars almost did. And I know Joe Flacco almost care or did carry that Ravens team with a pretty good, not great defense to a Super Bowl title a decade ago. I just can't buy it. I can't buy it. I don't want to I don't want to be the Scrooge here, but I I I don't see it going that way. What I think is wild though is that Jake Browning probably isn't going to supplant Joe Burrow this offseason. I do think Joe Flacco. It's going to be hard if they get to the playoffs and he doesn't just completely poop the bed once there. I mean, how are you going to really justify that? Like, yeah, we're going back to the guy nobody likes. We know he's a bad guy um, and he hasn't played as well as the old man did, but we are paying him a lot of money. Sorry, Cleveland, we got to start him, but that's bad. But also in Pittsburgh, again, like I say, I, you know, I, I'm on the record with what I think with Tom. I think that there is some sort of a mutual thing going on here where he, he moves on. We'll see if that, if that ends up happening. I'm not, going to be devastated obviously if Mike Tomlin who never has a losing season is coaching the Steelers next year I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen um but this Kenny well, Pickett this, thing, if you if you if you asked Amari Cooper and and David Njoku who they'd rather be QBing look at their fantasy look at their fantasy totals with Deshaun oh, Watson yeah. versus Joe Flacco it's it's night and day hey do I don't know how many if you've done your goats yet but let's uh Let's keep let's keep on keeping on here. What That's have you, what we're doing here, you bum? I'm telling know, you. You're just talking. Are you like, is Mike Tomlin your bad goat? I don't know. Are you going to tie it in? Kind of, sorta. I don't know. No, Mason Rudolph is my good goat. Is okay. what I is what I'm saying to you. Okay. But I don't I don't want to make Kenny Pickett the bad goat because I like the competitive spirit that led him when asked by the gathered press earlier this week. Um, what did you learn from watching from the sideline here? You know, you had this l- little downtime here. What did you learn? Did you learn anything? No. He's he's mad. He doesn't want to be sitting down. He doesn't want to be a backup. He wants to be installed as the number one once again because he's now ready to go. I dig it, but shame the devil if Tomlin, because my point being with Tomlin, like, ooh, that's kind of not great that you let Mason Rudolph sit there. He still owes it to Mason Rudolph to go back out there. If he really was doing it to protect himself, insulate himself from criticism, I think he goes back to pick it here and hopes Pickett delivers in Seattle on a big spot. Instead, he's saying, season hanging in the balance. We're going back to you, Mason Rudolph. Justice is served. The meritorious performance results and you getting another shot at this thing, even though you're not going to be in Pittsburgh um, come the start of free agency. So I like all that, um, but Hench wants to move along. See, he's getting, you see, Spaghetti? He's getting a little nasty. He's getting a little edgy here. <laughs> We need a, a pardon the interruption rundown. I never know where you are, what you're what you're talking ne- about. You know what? Neither do I. I was just telling the kids, isn't it fun? 
that you have, like you have people in your lives, you know, mom and grandparents and teachers and everything. And they, you know, they let you know what the rules are. They let you know what the schedule is. Here's what's going to happen today and tomorrow. And next week we have to do this and that. You get to ride. You, you, you get you get to live without a net when you're with dumb Dave behind the wheel. Literally, I was telling my kids this as we go, like, you guys don't know where we're going. Great news. Neither does dumb Dave. Isn't that exciting? Okay. Sometimes things go wrong as a result of uh, of Dave's lack of organization and planning ahead, but it also is exciting too. It creates electric moments because you don't know what's coming around the next That's quarter. True. Same as this no. show. Don't you see? You know, you say, you go, I've got a question for you. And then you you rattle off 10 subjects and then they go, what do you think? I'm like, maybe I, I maybe you were out on a walk Mason and you didn't Rudolph? hear what I asked it. Maybe. Am I talking? No, about- I asked you. What do you think? What What would you do if you're Ken Pickett here and the, the and Mason Rudolph and like, isn't this a bad look for Tomlin ultimately? And if I was Kenny Pickett. I'd go back to school and get my my veterinary degree or something like oh, that. Guy's no. gonna that guy's gonna need a job in three years. Like that that guy's not a that guy's not a top forty quarterback in the NFL. Sorry to tell you. I if do not- think. Well, I think what's funny is it's the the Goldilocks thing, the uh, effect. When you see Mitchell Trubisky, Kenny Pickett looks a lot better, doesn't he? It's like, oh, that's how bad it could be? Hey, eight's pretty good, ain't he? But then you see Mason Rudolph doing, you're like, what the hell have we been doing for the last couple of years here? Anyway, it's a big mess. Eddie Spaghetti go. Well, I'll uh, I'll start my good goat then, and this I didn't put on the rundown because uh, it, it did happen last night. I wanted it to be a, a sort of surprise, um, but seven I, nothing I, Penguins. That was it. That's exactly it. Um, I'm happy. Look, the Pittsburgh Penguins are pretty far down the Metro standings. That a win for them doesn't really bother me, and they did me a solid, and all Rangers fans a solid by defeating uh, the Islanders, uh, winning that game, destroying the Islanders. Uh, oh, this is I, actually your goat. I'm not even joking. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. I'll, I'll get to the other parts <laughs> of it too. Uh, I, I did tweet. I did make one joke on Twitter that I, I do hope the Steelers score as many points as the Penguins just did. Um, but I, you know, seven nothing sure. versus a a very good, um, definitely a good defensive team, definitely a great goaltending team in the Islanders is, is an impressive one. And then also I have to give a shout out um, and part of the good goat, 50% of the good goat and Chris Letang, uh, an aging Wiley vet, six assists in a game, five in a single period. I don't know what the NFL equivalent of that is, but uh, again, versus a very good defensive team to be able to be a part of the offense, to impact the offense that much, to create that much offense in a single period in the entire game as well. Um, I mean, obviously the first defenseman to ever do that, which is crazy. It's crazy. So I, I want to give him a shout out for doing that. And again, helping the range in the standings in a, uh, a still a tough Metro. Um, I, that, that was the one time that I could root for the penguins and be like, this is actually nice um, and to, to, to poop on the lives of the, uh, the Islanders fans. We're going to get the Metro. Now 50%, Shep, you, uh, over 50% odds on getting to the playoffs for the first time in a while. Yes, Shep, Shep, do you uh do you do you text Santora after a, a win like that? Do you uh I you... often do. I forgot to text our mutual pal Nick Santora, but reminder to Dave, do that as soon as this show ends. Watch and you know and Reacher. watch watch Reacher. The best. Awesome. Great job. Yo, are you enjoying it? Oh, great. Um, me and my pops, we, we crushed that at home uh, the last few weeks. I enjoyed so. the first episode of yeah. season two. I just watched it as well. Check it out on Amazon Prime, right? 
Great. Yeah. yeah Amazon Prime, great stuff. Uh, and, and Nick's great. But besides, besides the fact that they reached the Islanders who just got beat by touchdown. Um, my I bad- love sending him pictures of, of bald Billy Smith, his, uh, his hero goalie, who then got a toupee. <laughs> Tough guy, Billy Smith, going in his retirement with a toupee on his head. What a weirdo. Go ahead, uh, spaghetti. For my good goat, I'm going to bring it to baseball. And I'm not sure if this is a bad goat on, on Yoshi Yamamoto, maybe the Dodgers, maybe just the baseball media in general. And this is going to come off as me. Oh, the angry Yankees fan, you do this. Let's just set the record straight. The Yankees have not spent like this in an offseason since like. George was alive like that. The, like they have not been the Yankees. That's what I'm mad about. I'm mad. The Yankees have not been the Yankees. So that maybe feels part of it. Number two, and this is probably actually the bigger thing. They've never deferred a billion dollars in an offseason. If the Yankees are paying a player, they're paying that season, which is my problem with the Dodgers with the Otani deal. Now they're not doing that with the Yamamoto deal. Um, but I just, I come from the camp that if you're going to be a big spenders in free agency, like, you know, we saw the Mets last year with Steve Cohen doesn't want to ever be outbid. The Dodgers should be able to do that and not defer this money. And I just don't understand why the Dodgers and Otani and Yamamoto have been like almost painted like the good guys here. They're not getting any sort of negative feedback besides angry fans like myself. Everyone's picked, you know, painting them as like, oh, this is so great. They're teaming up together uh, in, in Los Angeles. And if I'm still living in Los Angeles, like, I guarantee you, I'm going to be at that stadium as many times as possible rooting so hard against them because i am so again like I, they have they have vaulted to my top three to five least favorite baseball teams now so i never thought an nl west team would ever matter in my life and, and the dodgers have done that but and again back to the, the yamamoto of it all um you know set up meetings with uh in-person meetings i believe it was the yankees the mets the dodgers the giants the blue jays and the phillies the yankees and the mets got two meetings in person, two in-person meetings. Uh, and then obviously it goes and signs with the Dodgers. The, the, the Mets did offer the same amount of money as the Dodgers. I would not be shocked if the Mets would offer more. The Yankees actually offered the most amount of money per year, uh, 10 year, $300 million. Um, but then Yamamoto comes out and says, yeah, I was going to sign the Dodgers anyway. And it, it didn't matter where Otani was. I just grew up watching the Dodgers. I was going <laughs> to sign there anyway. So the guy that we thought in this offseason that was supposed to be uh, just a mercenary and wanted the most amount of money um, now is saying that, no, 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 my plan all along was the Dodgers. Well, if that was the case. Then why did you meet with these teams in person, let alone the you know the Zoom meetings that he had with the Red Sox and other teams? And you met up with the, the both New York teams twice. So uh, if you wanted the most money, Steve Cohen, we know, would have opened the, the, the checkbook he could have used them to drive the price. And I, I just don't understand why. And then you're lying to us one way or the other. It's either it was about the money. It was about uh, uh, where Otani was or, you know, we just wanted the Dodgers and use this against us. And I'm just kind of sick to this whole thing where we're not crushing the Dodgers enough for doing this. And we're not crushing Yamamoto for, you know, having, I know Sheck, you're in the, the camp of like with the free agency, you should be one and dying. I get that, but don't come out publicly and say like you wanted the most money. And now you're like, Oh, it was always the Dodgers when you're taking multiple meetings in person with these, with these teams. So again, before you come and tweet me, people, which people have, and like, Oh, the Yankees, do this the Yankees have never done this the Yankees have never done this and the Yankees have not spent an offseason money like since the the, the Sheffield Burnett A-Rod kind of Sabathia the, the way 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 back when Steinbrenner was alive uh senior so I, I'm just like over this uh I, I'm sick of the Dodgers being portrayed as good guys and the like, fun team to root for I hope they suck I hope they get blown out by like the Reds in the postseason like this this team is is god awful and I would hate them a lot less if they just paid all the money this upcoming season I could stomach that a little bit yeah, more but it was a 
but it was Otani who did it. That's the the sort of like they're all the. I feel like the Dodgers are kind of off the hook with that. But I do think you have a weird East Coast perception going. Everybody on the West Coast hates the Dodgers outside L.A. I mean, I haven't. I have not seen the villains. I have not seen more any laid villainy. back here. If the it's Yankees did this, back. people would be like, baseball should be banned and baseball. This is should, this shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> the Dodgers do it. It's like they're the front page of ESPN. Like, oh my God, this is so fun. They're, they're there together. Oh, they're at the Rams game. They're holding up their jerseys. Piss off. Oh, I disagree. Right. I think people think it's gross. I think people think it's, I hope they do. I want people to think it's gross. Spaghetti. Who do you, who do you hate more? Yoshinobu Yamamoto or, or Admiral Yamamoto? Who, who- uh, and he loved, I, I hate I hate Yoshi. I, I hate Yoshi more because at least <laughs> the admiral lost the battle least, in midway and then yeah. did take his own life. So at least he has some self respect. Not like Yoshi. No respect no, Ad, there. No, Yamamoto got shot down over Bougainville. He, he got it, it, Wikipedia that that story of uh, the the U.S. Uh, intercepting the code, the coordinates of where Yamamoto was going to be. And the P thirty eight lightnings shooting down uh, the the mastermind of Pearl Harbor, um, but uh, hey, you know if if you have any luck, some some uh, something uh, similar will visit your your least favorite Yamamoto. Look at you, see WW two is fat, uh, civil war, and we have our own civil war here on minus three. So let's wrap it up but here. Uh, so we can I go, I go back. That. I always go back to the Mookie Betts thing, like you know, you know, with our Boston lunatics, where it's like. Everyone's mad at Mookie Betts for choosing to live in the same city they choose to live in. Like you're like, yeah, we also <laughs> chose to leave New England to live here where it's awesome all the time, 70 degrees on Christmas. And so, you know, Otani and Yamamoto are looking around. They can they can deal with lunatics like spaghetti in, in New York, or they can uh they can have a, a chill time here in the city of angels. Yeah. I was uh, some, uh, a mutual pal of ours threw that in my face at the height of Barry bonds with the giants. I was like, how dare he bail on Pittsburgh and move to, Oh, move to California. Sounds similar. Doesn't it? Dave sound like somebody else who left Pittsburgh and moved to California. Hey, wonder if Russell Wilson will be QB in any of our three teams next year. Um, we'll ponder that for another well, time. Hedge, give us your, we all hope not. <laughs> well, people are trying to, to send him to Pittsburgh. Now we have enough to deal with already. We don't need Russell Wilson mucking things up even further. And now a quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Hench, best bets, and then we go about uh, our New Year's Eve weekend. All right, I love I, you know, the Wolverines to cover that tiny little ridiculous number against Bam. I don't, I don't even really understand it. I think they're a, a real cut above SEC bias, and it. I, I really do think it has poisoned even the bookmakers' brains. They and, just uh, assume Georgia was this. You know, as good as it has been the last couple of years, and it just wasn't. So, Bama beating them wasn't as impressive as it may, as one might perceive it to be. And then I think it's, I think it's a real shootout in Dallas Saturday. I like that over fifty three and a half. Uh, Lions defense is real bad. 
Cowboys defense has been exposed a little bit. Uh, I like that one going high. That's it for me. Very nice. Yeah, it's just I, I don't list that one on the same level as Miami and Baltimore because both those teams are kind of in their spot. I mean, you can manipulate the seedings a little bit, but the Cowboys are unlikely. Cowboys are almost certainly a wild card. Lions are already the division champs, so not as much gravity as there is for the Dolphins or Ravens. Spaghetti, go ahead. Yeah, just, uh, you know, we will have the minus three uh, official college football playoff picks video coming out later this weekend. Uh, but I will. I'm with Hench. I mean, the number is just way too small. Michigan's going to roll. I'm like Michigan there. I like the over two. I like Texas, but I also like the over in that game. Well. I think it'll be a high scoring game between the Longhorns and the Huskies there. Um, so those are my picks. Uh, and then the NHL, as always, uh, well, Ottawa is a pretty stinky team. They're home, but they're coming. They're placing the Devils. Uh, Devils struggled a little bit this year, but still a very high scoring team. I like the Devils to win that that one uh, unfortunately and the Blackhawks are traveling on the road to Dallas Dallas a great team uh Connor Bedard again just every other day it feels like is a new Connor Bedard like crazy goal video uh, another one from uh you know skates the full length of the ice another uh, fantastic goal by him he's great Blackhawks are not great they will lose the Dallas Stars so those are the two bets in the NHL like on Friday I think it's good to double up and and put something on a goal for Jake Gensel and a goal for Gino Malkin. Do it for the next two games. That's going to pay off. You'll break even at worst. And both those guys have a habit of getting on a heater. When they start scoring, they come in bunches. So I think it's a fairly safe bet if you're making a single score um, goal bet. Um, the other one I wanted to mention is um, all our picks are going to be available in the 15 minute pregame show. But the one I wanted to circle uh, an underdog, Tyrod Taylor and the Giants plus five and a half uh, uh, at home against the Rams Stafford and cup. You can shake your head spaghetti. I'm just laughing. They're a it's nice just, story. They're going no to the playoffs. They, they, they can absolutely beat anyone in the NFC in January. I think they're going to win, but that number is five and a half. I have a feel Tyrod Taylor endlessly slept upon Rams feeling pretty good about themselves. I'm going to, I'm going to take a flyer. It cost the Tyrod Taylor plus the five Bills. and a half. His bonehead play cost the Giants a, a victory. I mean, uh, I, I have no idea yeah. what to think. I, 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 I think, think people sleep on Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor slept for 17 seconds at the end of the half against the Bills or they would have won that game. Yeah, he's better than DeVito, right? Uh, probably, but it doesn't really say. High much. praise. High yeah. praise. Listen, I think, listen, the big takeaway here is that I I'm agree, by the way, I, I agree that 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 game's a field goal. Huh. Um, last thing, then I wish you nothing but the best, Hench. And I hope you learn something from Eddie Spaghetti's spiritual generosity. He doesn't like the Pittsburgh Penguins. Did you hear him say nice things about the, you know, the 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 guy he's got all those trophies Okay, I don't have trophies. That's a bad comparison. Chris Letang is a, is a great uh, has accomplished a great deal in his league. Dave Damashek has too. Eddie Spaghetti generous enough to say something nice about that. Well, um, you know? I, I will I will say that in the same way you you claim you won't vanquish Simmons because he's no threat to you. I I hope the Penguins get in get into the playoffs because they're they're no threat to my bees or Spaghetti's Rangers. So. So there you go. Was that nice? I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't. I think you completely missed. I said, I hope you get in the back, playoffs. I hope you backhanded. That was not nice at all. All right. Podcast is now going. you get what for? Unleash hell, cool cats. This podcast has gone so long. Our fantasy final must be over by now. <laughs> all right. Listen, 
Good luck to Hench. Good luck to everybody in their fantasy final. Good luck to your favorite football team. I hope they win unless they're playing my team. Have a happy new year. Good luck in the final four if you're one of uh, those fan bases playing. And that we'll talk to you on the other side of the New Year's holiday to make sense of what's going down in the new calendar year. Until then, for Kevin Hench, Eddie Spaghetti, and everybody at the Extra Points Network, enjoy the remainder of the holiday season. Talk to you soon. Until then, thanks so much. It's been a thin slice of heaven.